introduce ourselves. All right, three, two, one. Don't do it yet. <laughs> Are we going to introduce ourselves? We're going to have the little intro. Yep. And then you're going to say, I'm Mackenzie Weber. Yep. Two, <laughs> two girls, one small town. Yep. Podcast. Hold on. <clears throat> All right, three, two, one. Hey, Jeannie. Hey, Kenzie, what's up? Uh, nothing much. I mean, yesterday was crazy. We interviewed Representative Ron Hanks. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Um, Great interview. He was so easy to talk to. I know. We have a quick shout out. We started a website, twogirlsonesmalltown.org. So go check it out. Save it in your browser. Um, we'll have our upcoming speakers on there. And then there's a contact form to contact us on. Um, to let us know how we're doing, if you want to be on the podcast, or um, maybe in the future purchase ads for the podcast. And um, so, yeah, go check it out, please. <laughs> and I just want to throw out a huge shout out to yes. Mayor Andy Schaefer. Yes. He is a good human, Kenzie. I know. He is letting me use his truck until I know what the diagnosis is for Lyndon B. I already have a name picked out for my new car if I have to get one. So drum roll right here, Miss Thatcher. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we have special guests here. Yes, a very special guest. We have one of our best friends, our BFF, Commissioner Ty Gates. Welcome, So welcome to Two Girls, One Small Town. Thank you. Yeah, two of my favorite girls. (laughs) I've always said that, but thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming over here. You guys had a meeting today here in Rangeley, Um, and the word on the street is that you guys might be moving the meetings to Town Hall. Is that true? So next month will be uh, the first um, meeting that we're going to have at Town Hall. Sweet. Um, we felt that that's more accessible uh, for the general public. Um, you know, it's we're, we're going to try it out. Our okay. IT department's been working with uh, Lisa in the town on, on trying to get everything figured out and scored away, but I think it's definitely doable. So we're excited and that's ready awesome. to, to give it a shot. Heck yeah. I think that's a great thing. So is the public invited to those meetings? Oh, absolutely. I love it. Honestly, I love it when, when people show up. We to should go to the next meeting and heckle Ty. You should. Throw, throw trash at him in the crowd. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things to do with Ty is to show up in Meeker and say, will you take us to lunch? Yeah, absolutely. Our favorite spot is the Meeker Cafe. We so. love that place. Yeah. We do. I love it when you guys show up. Love taking you out to yeah. lunch. Oh, it's a great time. Yeah. So Ty, I remember the first time I met you. Um, it was when COVID hit the county and you worked in emergency management. Mm-hmm. I hope that's the proper name for that. It but, is. Um, you walked into an incident command meeting and I felt like you were a military sergeant. I mean, <laughs> you... <laughs> I was oh like, man! <laughs> I told my husband. I said he's so impressive. Like he was so focused. He was. You had everything lined out so quick. Yep. You were just totally in charge. And I was so impressed with you. But then after the meeting's over, you're the kind tie, you know, giving people hugs. But yeah. you were so focused. So I appreciate oh. that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I I just get in a zone, and I, <laughs> I I've never never heard that about myself. So <laughs> you did a great um, job. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm always a happy go lucky. I'm a hugger. Um, you know, I yep. uh I don't know, I was just doing my job and 
Um, I, I loved what I did as emergency manager, and now I love being a commissioner and serving the, the people on both sides, you know, as emergency manager and, and now as commissioner, so. Yeah. Let's get into, um, why did you wanna become a county commissioner? What made you, what was the first thing that was like? So at a, a young age, and I can't remember, it was, early 90s mm-hmm. um, my grandpa was a county commissioner in Eagle County and he was running again for re-election and we got to um, ride on the fire truck in uh, their parade and everything and I just thought oh man this is the coolest thing ever oh, fine. you know someday I would I would like to be a county commissioner and ride on a fire truck in a and parade <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have not gotten the chance to ride we on the will fire truck. set that up for September fest <laughs> <Okay>. parade <laughs> okay that sounds good um, so that that was the first time, and I don't remember how old I was. I was probably 12, 13-ish, somewhere in there. Um, but that's the first time that I was like, you know what, one day I, I want to be a county commissioner, um, you know, and working my way up from the, I started out in the jail, working my way up from there, became the emergency manager in 2015. Um, then COVID hit, and I, I just saw the opportunity, and I thought, you know what, Maybe I'll just give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And we need more. Uh, I'm going to refer to you as young, and I hope that doesn't offend you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I love getting carded. <laughs> so we, I just love the fact that younger people are getting involved in politics. Mm-hmm. I think it's that time in our country where the younger people need to stand up and protect the values that we have created in America. And... I just think it's a great thing. So do you have future aspirations as <laughs> politically, Todd? Um, never say never. I, I've learned that a long time ago. But Give us the scoop. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't have any plans right now. Okay. I, I've got roughly two and a half years on this term, and mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes, and we'll – I don't I, – I honestly don't know. It's, so are you going to run again? I've got two and a half years on this term. And <laughs> we need the scoop time. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do love my job mm-hmm. um, currently. It is it is challenging. But back to what you said, Jeannie, it's like we do need the younger generation to, to step up and, and start taking some of these leadership roles and um, bringing new blood, new ideas. Um, you know, to this and and to help not only Rio Blanco County, but our special districts. I mean, there's a ton of different ways for our youth to to be involved and and to start getting involved. And I had the opportunity, McKinsey invited me to speak to the high school students a couple months ago. And, um, you know, there's some a bright future there for for those kiddos and um, if they would really I, I wish hindsight you know when I was their age I would have taken it a little more serious and and started to get more involved at that time and and point in my life but I I didn't and right. you know but it's never too late to to get involved and you don't have to be a career politician or a lawyer or something like that to to be involved so you know start out small like you know our special districts are always looking the county has boards the town has uh different boards that Mm -hmm. you can get involved in and and start that way so yeah yeah. i think definitely get involved what are some ways that you would encourage young people like how do you think we could go in and encourage these young people to get involved what are some ideas well i think first of all you know, I I contribute a lot of um, 
my wanting to be involved in politics and, and learning how Robert's Rules of Orders and stuff work by being involved in 4-H, FFA, uh, Student Council, um, National Honor Society, things like that. So, you know, during your high school career or even um, middle school, you can start being involved in, in things like that. But I think it, it, to answer your question, I think to, you know, we, we need to change our perception of our political environment. Oh, right yeah. now, it's like who would want to be Involved, a politician right, right now. <laughs> so I, I think that starts nationally down to the state and even down to our local level. I mean, we really have to figure out how to change that perception. And it, it, it's okay to agree to disagree, mm-hmm. um, not be the odd man out or you know feel that mm-hmm. way. So I think changing the overall perception would, would help tremendously. Uh, encouraging people to be a good human i think that's the biggest thing is encouraging um people around us even as adults to be good good humans because um being a young person in politics i think the biggest hitter to me was coming in and seeing how mean people can be Mm -hmm. and um that really discouraged me for a while i'm like am i even in the right field and i had to grow a backbone really really fast and um be a good human set that example that not every um thing deserves a reaction from me and to be quiet about some things and um to encourage people even if i disagree with them let's find a middle ground we don't have to argue about it i don't have to attack your character but i just disagree with that what you have to say but let's find something in the middle that we can agree on so be yeah. a you good, be a human. good human that's our that's our uh motto here in rangeley just you're be a great good example ty yeah, you're thanks. a good human <laughs> we like you uh, we only have good humans on the podcast so <laughs> well i'm honored to be invited thank you but no to your point i think uh, you got to have thick skin and you're you got to come into it with the realization that you're not going to please everybody right. and you know but but to your point you do have to find a middle ground and a way to make it work you know there's uh, being so far left or so far right yeah you're not even willing to look at the gray area yeah and so i think if we can have more of that you know both sides looking at the gray area whether you agree on a topic or disagree but you know, if you have enough conversation and you have the right people in the room, you can always find a solution. Uh, and right. You got to check your ego at the door. And, and be <laughs> we able need to a lot more down. of that. Yeah. I and mean, just, especially in state and federal politics, we need people to start checking their egos at the door. Agreed. Yeah. At their home door. <laughs> yeah. So. So, and there's been a lot of change. Uh, I mean, Gary Moyer's gone. Jeff Rector's gone. So now you have Jenny Love, Jennifer O'Hearn. Um, honestly, in Rangeley, a lot of people have voiced concern that they don't know Jennifer. Uh, Jenny Love is everywhere. She has an office here at the chamber. Mm-hmm. She's seeing people frequently. Yep. She's in Rangeley quite a bit. So there's quite the dynamic. Um, yeah. And you are the last man standing type. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird spot to be, but it's a good spot. Yeah, I, I thrive under pressure and, and I, I like the challenge. Um, so it's it's a good spot. Um, we've got, uh, I feel like we have a good team um, in place and we can agree to disagree um, without hating each other at the end of the day and um, feeling that animosity or that tension and, and be able to 
to move forward, move the county forward in a, uh, the right direction. Um, you know, so I, I see light at the end of the tunnel and, um, you know, it's, I, I thoroughly enjoy going to, to the meetings. We make it lively, fun. Um, you know, I hope people would show up in person. I really like that, but we have a lot of interaction. I love it when there's, there's people in the audience so we can actually have that, you know, that interaction and um and and then people are hearing the information or be able to ask questions firsthand right. versus hearing it you know passed along and, and mm-hmm. the story changes so many times so yeah that's one thing i hate <laughs> <laughs> well and it sounds like that there's less stress in the meetings and and stuff so even no. though this no maybe a better way to say that is there's a different type of stress mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. a it's a more relaxed I think uh, room meeting room. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so Ty, um, you have your own business, if I am not Correct. mistaken, um, and you—it's been passed down through your family, or because you're no. fourth generation, sixth generation, sixth generation rancher. Oh, I was almost yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And you have goats. We do. Okay. Um, so we did not have goats growing up, and my ancestors did not have goats they they were all uh they raised cows okay um so i'm kind of the oddball out we we had cows uh rachel and and i we had registered black angus but we uh by chance because the boys wanted to start showing goats um got into the goat business and we started out with four does Mm -hmm. um and now we're up to 150 plus wow um and so we ended up selling the cows mm-hmm. just so we can run more goats. Right. And um, our, I think our land will hold 400 head of does. So that's our, wow. our ultimate goal is to get up to 400 does. So it's the meat you sell, right? Or um, milk or? No, they're, they're meat goats. Okay. Um, so we, we have a couple different lines. We have the commercial, which are just the traditional meat that you sell for people to eat. Then we have uh, the weather producing um, goats, which are the show goats um, that we raise, and and we do a lot of AIing and embryo transplants and things like that to get wow. the good quality show goats, and then we also have the registered herd, so the pure blood boar goats that that we have, um, and the boys now this last show we went to last weekend they actually came home with another dairy goat so they do want to get into the dairy side of it as well you're gonna be churning milk by the uh, time you know it not me that's not me that's their deal making goat butter yeah i i grew up milking cows and that milking's not for me so (laughs) yeah i've never done that so and i have no interest but i love people that do it because they give me my food so love that yeah so, obviously, Two Girls, One Small Town focuses on Rangeley. That's kind of our focus. Um, so, with regard to Rangeley, what's your favorite thing about Rangeley? I, I don't, you don't think, have to say us. I don't think I... <laughs> obviously, you guys, but I can't say that. No. Um, so, I, I don't think I have one favorite thing, but I can tell you, growing up, 
through 4-H and in the sports programs, I had a lot of friends from Rangeley, and I've I've had the privilege of having uh, a lot of friends in in my adult life um, in Rangeley as well. But I think one of the most favorite things is fair time for me because you see both ends of the county come together. You know, the kids don't care if you're from Meeker or Rangeley. Right. Uh, they're intermingling, having fun, playing their games. Um, and then, you know, the adults, I, we all just hang out, and, it, and it's a good time. Um, we have, have a lot of fun. But I think, you know, Rangeley is a very tight-knit community, mm-hmm. and, and so is Meeker. But as far as, like, Rangeley, you, you're either accepted or you're not. <laughs> and, and I feel very accepted here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my boys have said many times that, you know, they've got a lot of friends here. They come down here for sleepovers with their buddies on the oh, weekends. and. Fun. They, you know, they want to be able to come here, but with the ranch in Meeker, we can't, and my right. job. Right. It's not like we can just pick up and <laughs> pick move. Pick up and move, yeah. But, um, you know, the people here are, are amazing. They'll they'll literally take the shirt off their own back and, and do anything in the world for you. So I think that that's probably, you know, the biggest thing that, that really sticks out. And, you know, you give a shout out to uh, Mayor Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I do too. Um, and your dad. I, I, mean, Tim well, I told is, Andy that next time, uh, well, when he's done being mayor, um, I'm going to roll out for his last town council meeting. I'm going to get a red carpet and roll it out for him as he walks out. Oh, that, count me in. Yeah. But there um, are. There's a lot of good humans in yeah, Rangeley. There are. Yeah, and and Buck. Yep. Um, you Jeff know, Blue. I've, I've yep. got a. Oh yeah. I should probably <laughs> I say Jeff Blue. It's okay. Um, I I have a picture of him. Um, of him holding a baby goat when he came to pick it up and you know so i told lisa peering like hey we need to put this somewhere you know so the general public can see it Mm -hmm. just you know but that soft side yeah that that interaction and and just being able to to joke around and and Mm -hmm. feel like you're accepted in the in the community and and that was one thing that i campaigned on is you know trying to bring both sides together and that's easier said than done it it honestly is but it it starts at the top and as as you guys mentioned earlier you know it's leading by example and i care equally as much for rangeley as i do for meeker and vice versa and and everywhere in between because we're at the end of the day we're all in this together that's right and and if we're not standing together and fighting together arm to arm it's you know we're going to fall apart yeah and that's important to recognize too and you know one of our first podcasts we talked about um how rangeley is just a tight-knit community Mm -hmm. that we're family Mm-hmm. And there's many times in Rangeley where we're all together and, and it's just a glorious time. But we also talked about Meeker. That's our extended family. Yep. Yep. And we need to look at it that way. Yeah. They are our extended family. And it's a glorious time at fair when family yeah. and extended family get together. So I think that's a great way to look at it. I just I wanted to touch on the subject of um, how sometimes it's obvious that we're divided and how there's just like this, sometimes there's hate between both of us, like, oh, Rangeley has this and Meeker doesn't have this, or Meeker has this and we don't get that. So um, what are some ways do you think we could help bridge that gap? Obviously leading by example, but what do you, what else do you think? So I actually talked to Lisa about this uh, this morning, excuse me, all all the commissioners and I did, um, you know, kind of in, a, in between a break, but I think we all got together. I can't remember if you were there, McKenzie, but we all got together at the Meeker Cafe and we talked about, you know, the town of Meeker, town of Rangeley and the commissioners all getting together and, and talking about, 
you know, what's going on? Where can we help? Um, little things like that. So we just had that conversation with uh, Lisa and we're going to try to schedule something prior to budget season before any of us start going into our budget season. So we can say, hey, look, you know, this is where the county's headed. This is what we want to get accomplished for capital improvement projects, for an example. And then the town of Meeker and town of Rangeley can can put you know, their inputs in and like, okay, we have overlap here, you know, we can help you here with this or, or vice versa. Um, so I think that's a good starting spot, a, a good starting point. Um, I think another good example that, that actually did happen was when the pharmacy in Meeker closed, um, you know, RDH and the pharmacy here in Rangeley like stepped up big time um, to to help the people in Meeker, and that's a huge testament to Rangeley and RDH and um, you know the the willingness to work together. And same with the sheriff's office. I mean, um, you know, they they were um, making those transports, and it goes back to every, having the right people in the room to figure out a problem. And it was a big problem at the time, but we had the right people in the room. We got everybody together and we figured it out and it was a great outcome. Um, you know, so it, that's one example, but I think, yeah. you know, leading by example, it all comes back to that and it starts, starts at the top. I love that idea of having everybody in the same room, um, to talk about things that we need. Cause I feel like for a long, long time, people didn't want to get together and, and talk about these types of things. So I love that idea. <laughs> Whoever came up with that, if that was you, die, I love it. <laughs> so. Yeah, because it's been so territorial. This yeah. is ours. And, yep. and you're, you know, it seems like the county's in their own silo and each town's in their own silo. But if we can figure out how to really, truly work together with whatever's going on, I mean, there's nothing too big or too small that if we work together, um, we can we can really make it work. Absolutely. And there's a lot of talent on both ends of the county. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the good news is it's varying talent, like it's different. Mm-hmm. Now, if you bring all of that together, it's it's just a huge win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So um, we want to talk about your wife. Okay. <laughs> because you have the most gorgeous wife. and She's, she's like model beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Rachel is you. gorgeous. <laughs> and she's so nice. Like uh, you have like the nicest wife ever. So oh. shout out to Rachel. Yeah, we think you're you. beautiful and wonderful. And I love you. <laughs> Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Uh, I love it. So how did, how did you meet Rachel? Um, so I was the superintendent for DR Horton building houses and she was in sales and, um, it was her first day and I was working late one night. I was at the construction trailer and, um, Mitch, the head sales guy Mm -hmm. came down and got me and he's like, Hey, you got to come meet the new sales lady. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, I've got my cowboy boots and torn (laughs) wranglers and, you know, walk in there and there she was. And I was like, you know, I did. That was the first time in my uh-huh. life that I was honestly speechless. Yeah. I did not know what to say Aww. other than my name's Ty. Here's my number. Call me if you need me. And Call me if you don't need yeah. me. Yeah. Shoot me a text. Yeah. So, um, so that was the start of it. And then um, I had never had Starbucks coffee. Well, my wife loves, loves coffee. Yeah. And so one day... Um, she called her text. I can't remember. I think she called and said, um, Hey, I'm going to Starbucks. Do you want something? And I'm like, I, what I sure. I don't know. Surprise me. <laughs> so, um, 
that w- that was the start of the the coffee thing uh-huh. and um then every day she would go to starbucks and she figured out what i liked and how many packets of the brown sugar i liked and uh-huh. all the sweeteners and so yeah now every morning she makes me coffee uh-huh. and- that's <laughs> awesome so she works for the pioneer medical center right she does yes she's uh um the communications i'm gonna look stupid because i don't know her exact title but she does all the uh (laughs) marketing and advertising and grants and stuff like that for the hospital so So yeah yeah well she is a lovely lady you're very lucky i am i am yeah we're we uh count our blessings every day and and now i converted her into ranch girl she (laughs) until she met me she had never been past bail so she didn't know this side of the world existed until she met me and so moving her back here in 2012 Mm -hmm. was uh, i was a little bit nervous about that you know how she would handle uh living in the small town and oh my gosh dealing with all that like me and my boyfriend right now he's like we gotta go tank camp and i'm like i'm not tent camp and i promise you you gotta get a camper or something because i'm not tent camping Uh (laughs) well she's handled it really well i mean yeah from what i can tell Uh and Uh, certainly an asset to the entire county oh yeah she, an asset to you ty she is yes and and she does um she shares the passion for both ends of the county as well she she loves rangeley just as much i mean she loves you guys she has oh. just as many friends in rangeley <laughs> yeah. she does meeker and Absolutely. Um, and she makes you feel that way when you meet her she yeah. really does got yeah. a great personality and she's a hugger too so. oh yeah. yeah yeah so that's great well thank you she so if you ever do <laughs> decide to run for any other office she's your asset oh yeah well she's she's <laughs> She helped me tremendously, um, and she continues to help me. It's, you know, some days it's pretty challenging, and um, I I lean on her a lot. And bless her heart, she takes a lot of the the brunt that nobody else sees. That <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because I I got to keep straight face in the public. And but yeah, she's she's a saint. I'm very blessed to have her. Yeah, bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty. You've served as county commissioner, and is it what you thought it would be? Um, not exactly. <laughs> I I knew what I was getting myself into, but I just didn't know the depth of it, I guess, is the best way to explain it. Um, but now that I feel like I've finally got my feet wet and I'm standing on solid ground and mm-hmm. um, we have a good building spot, um, it, it, right now, today, it feels exactly like I imagined when I was running. So Good. it's, um, yeah, it's, I love the challenge of it, um, you know, and, and shifting gears. There's not the same issue or topic all the time. So it's, yeah, I, I love it right now. Um, it's smooth sailing. And I mean, we've got our uphill challenges, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But What's the most difficult thing that you've dealt with as a county commissioner? Um, I would say personnel okay. issues has probably been, you know, because it, we are small, um, tight knit community and that's hard when you know that person, yeah. you know, on a personal level. So I would definitely say personnel probably. Yeah. Um, and after that, probably trying to think outside the box mm-hmm. and be creative on how to get our assessed valuation countywide up mm-hmm. uh, with oil and gas uh, leaving. I mean, they're starting to come back a little bit more but taking the big hit that we did and now the the reintroduction of the wolves um it it seems like rural america is 
continuously under attack. It doesn't matter what we're doing. They're always right. throwing something at us. So just trying to be one step ahead of that. Be creative. Think outside of the box. Um, I'm part of the Northwest CDC group, um, the region, which is Moffitt, um, Route County, and Rio Blanco County. And, you know, we we went through the Office of Just Transition funding, and that didn't work. That worked out great for the town of Rangeley. Shout out for Rangeley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it didn't work out so well for the county or, or the town of Meeker. Um, but their their idea of how they can save, you know, um, the impacted counties is is not realistic. Right. Um, we don't have rail. We don't have a, a, a interstate running through here. I mean, we have our highways, but trying to get goods in and goods out is pretty pretty challenging. Yeah. I mean, we used to ship meat. We had a meat company, and um, it, the cost of just doing the business, getting getting. For example, the cardboard boxes with the styrofoam coolers inside, just to get those shipped into us, and then let alone shipping the the meat out, it cost us thirty five bucks a, a box to ship out from here. But if we were in Grand Junction, it would be like six or eight dollars. Wow, wow! So I mean, that cuts into your profit margins hugely. So I I love that challenge of trying to think, you know, down the road, what can we do as the county, uh, as a whole collectively, and um, where how can we you know survive this downturn and and come out you know good on the other side yeah and you know it only takes one good idea mm-hmm. um i worked in sales previously as well and i'm i managed a product line and so we were trying to look at markets that we could different markets that we could open up so i came up with this idea i put a plan together and i went to my boss and he said no I don't think that'll work. And I said, well, you're wrong. It will work. I promise you, I've done my research. So he thought about it a couple of weeks and he came back and said, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. It was the highest performing market that we have within a year. Wow. Just Mm. one good idea is all it takes. And then things just, it's the ripple effect. It just takes off. So hang in there and look for that one idea because it's there. Just like the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think we got to just be creative and think outside of the box. And I mean, we have a ton of assets to offer. It's just what can we do collectively to to make that happen, um, you know, and and then it also brings into play that with that change, you know, our towns are going to change. They're going to grow. They're going to expand. So you run into housing, you run into the school districts, you know, right. the water, sanitation, on and on and on. It's you know, so we got to be strategic about how we do that and really plan for that. Once we, infrastructure and everything, yeah. Once we hit that level, it's. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, yeah. and it's going to take a lot of involvement, community involvement, and a lot of planning and and forethought on a lot of a lot of different people. So I talk about this on every podcast, so I have to bring it up on this one. <laughs> Rangeley used to have a stoplight. And I want my stoplight back. Ty, how can you help me? <laughs> she's, she's on a kick. She's gonna get how the stoplight. How can you help me? <laughs> well, if it's if you want it out on the highway, we got to go through C dot. Okay. To well, get that how done. can you help me with C dot? <laughs> I, I know a few people that I could talk to, okay. but I want my stoplight back. I just want one stoplight. That's it. Just one. Do you know she changed her chained herself to? I was going to chain myself to the stoplight when it oh, got no. knocked over. 
when it got knocked over because they were taking it out. And I told my mom, I've told this story a million times, but I told my mom, I said, I'm going to get a chain and chain myself to the stoplight because I do not want it to go and I want to protest it. So I want my stoplight back. Well, would you be okay with like a four-way stop like we have in Meeker? No, I want no, a stoplight. You want an actual stoplight? <laughs> you want it to go over the highway, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll make a few phone calls. I can't make any promises. <laughs> Listen, <but>. everybody. Ty <laughs> Yates said he would make me a few phone calls. This is on record. So <laughs> you can't be mad at me. You have to be mad at Ty Gates. Yeah. But I am I am promoting the stoplight. So <laughs> She loves the stoplight. I do love the stoplight. What is it about the stoplight, if I don't mind asking? It makes me feel like I'm in a bigger town than I am actually in. So... It's just the oh, feeling I get from just the, the stoplight. Just one stoplight will do it. Well, you know, talking about our towns, Ty, um, James and I, my husband James, mm-hmm. we spent the weekend last weekend in Denver. We had some business over there we had to take care of. And so we were a little shocked. After you've been out of a larger city, especially the Front Range, and you come back to Rio Blanco County, you're like, all the stress leaves, and you're like, we're in a protected little bubble here. We don't deal. Some of the things that we saw and heard when we were there, mm-hmm. James looked at me, and he goes, we're in a bubble, aren't we? And I said, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go back to the bubble. <clears throat> it's it's funny you bring that up, because we travel every weekend for the Boys' Jackpot shows, and every time we cross the, the county line, it doesn't matter, you know, because a lot of times we'll come in through Rangeley or, or vice versa, but every time we cross the county line, my wife says, we're back in the bubble. So <laughs> she feels awesome. the same way. I mean, it is. It, and, and it is. It's a, a huge eye-opener, and I think that's important for our youth to, to get out and see that. Um, you know, when I graduated, I couldn't wait to leave. I, I wanted to get out there, but then I found myself wanting to come back and and i i long for that bubble if you will that that's what i really wanted in my life and i wanted to raise our boys in in that same environment so it's i was the exact opposite well not the exact opposite i didn't want to come back at first but covid like forced me to come back and now i don't want to be away from my family i want to stay here i want to be you want to be in the bubble i want to be next to my bff genie and all the people i love so uh, yeah i want to be in my bubble yeah. <laughs> and you know i spent 10 years plus on the front range and and i had some good experiences don't get me wrong there's there's some good humans on the front range yep. too but i love when i come home and i drive down the street and i know people mm-hmm. and we have a thing in rangeley you're driving down the street whether they know you or not though but they wave at you yeah we call it the rangeley wave yeah and i get so excited when i come back into town and get the rangeley wave yeah like it's my family. Do, do you find yourself, because I find myself like driving outside, because uh-huh. uh, I've got waving. a habit of waving yeah. <laughs> just because of that. And these people like stare at you like, who is that crazy person? Like, why are they waving at me? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not in the bubble. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just wave at people that come and go and they're like, do I know you? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I have to ask you a question, Ty. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> that's a hot topic at my house um yeah because i'm the only one that does not um my my wife and and my two boys do um but i told them that you know if for me to believe in an alien i've got to be abducted like okay so and 
they tell me, be careful what I wish for. So I told Rachel one day, we are having this conversation. I said, well, if I was gone, just missing for three days, Uh and I came back and told you, hey, I've been abducted by an alien, Uh would you believe me? And she said, no. And I said, okay, so why should I believe in aliens? (laughs) You know, but... So do you think they're out recruiting aliens to abduct you? I hope so. (laughs) But you believe in ghosts, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Because I've seen one with my own two eyes. So I didn't. Can you tell us the story? um, It was actually Rachel and I were dating. Okay. um, And her, the house that she grew up in was built in the mid to late 1800s. And um, she and I had had those conversations. I don't believe in ghosts and yada, yada, yada. And Mm -hmm. um, it was probably 10 o'clock at night. I was leaving. Um, we were hanging out or eating dinner. I can't remember. And so I went out to the little porch area, uh-huh. and there were deep stairs going into the basement. And there were, at the bottom, it just teed off, and there were doors on each side. And so I was bent down, tying my shoes, and I had this feeling, you know, like something was looking at me. So I, like, stood up, and I looked down, and it was dark. And this lady walked out, and she had, like, a full gown on, like a nightgown and long hair. And I saw her, like, side profile, and then she stopped. And when she looked up at me, like, I've never been that scared in my life. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't move. Um, And so I was just, like, frozen. And then she turned and just walked through the other doorway. So I ran into the kitchen, and Rachel's like, what happened? Like, because I was really white, I guess, and pale. And I was like, I don't know what I just saw, but... Mm -hmm. So I'm so jealous. Yeah. I want to see a ghost so bad. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, I hear that the high school's haunted. Top Hat Man. So they call him. Do you watch the ghost shows? Like, um, Oh, I was watching Ghost Adventures last night before oh, yeah. I go to bed. Yeah. So we watch them every night, too. Yeah. I love ghost shows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah the, our, we really want to get the people on from uh, Skinwalker Ranch and Blind Frog Ranch onto the podcast. So yeah. if you're listening... So, please come to Rangeley. Let us interview you. Yeah. We will even come to the ranch and interview you. So... There you go. Yeah, that would be fun. Um. There was one thing that we were going to do, and I wanted to say this in the podcast before I forgot, but um, Jeannie and I will be set up out at the 4th of July shows, fireworks shows, an hour before they start um, with a table and our microphones and um, an interview station um, interviewing people for a special to the podcast on 4th of July. So come by, tell us a quick story, five minutes or so, and... We'll put it to you on the podcast. And we want as many as possible to be on the podcast. So, so yep. if you're listening, Rangely, check us out. Yep. <laughs> so one last thing for Ty, though. Yes. Uh, we want a car wash, Ty. Yep. So if you run into anybody in your commissioner role that says... You know, I'd like to put a car wash somewhere. Send them to us. Please. Okay. Meeker has a car wash already. We, need we a car love wash. peaches. Shout out to peaches. Shout yeah. out to peaches. But we want a car wash, Ty. Okay. So, make I'll, I'll make phone calls. I, I, I actually have an idea. I don't know if you will or not, but I'll I'll definitely talk What's to him. What's the idea? Well, don't, it'll might jinx it if he tells it. See, a guy that owns and operates car washes and see if he wants to expend... I think he would make a ton I think of he money. would in Rangeley. Yeah. We are getting a lot of OHV traffic. Yeah. It is just probably doubled. Are you are you wanting like a, a self car wash or one that's Preferably. automatic? Preferably self-car automatic, wash, but we will take anything we can get. We'll take yeah. what we can get, yeah. Hmm. 
good fundraisers for the high school kids, maybe. Yeah, well, they yeah, do do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to go on a Saturday evening when there's nothing going on and go get my car washed. So yeah. people always come out for the kids and spend their money. Oh yeah, that always yeah. happens. Yeah, that's good. So, so well. We want to thank you for being here, thank Ty. No, thank you for, no, thank you for the invite. Podcast, Ty, and it's um, been our pleasure. And yeah, thank you for being a good human. Give Rachel a hug. Yeah, uh, well, she said to tell you guys hi as well. So. Uh, and when you um, find out about the stoplight, let me know. <laughs> yeah, might not be the best news. Might not be what you want to hear, but we'll still be friends at the end of it, right? We really will. Okay. Maybe <laughs> buy me lunch. Then we'll be, we'll be oh, okay. Oh, that's easy. Buy I can us do lunch that. And we'll, We'll have to come over to Maker sometime. Yes. But thanks again, Ty, for coming on here. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people of Northwest Colorado? Uh, well, first of all, thank you to the constituents for giving me giving me this opportunity. Um, I love serving our, our great county. And um, I, you know, again, please show up to the meetings. I love having you there. I love seeing the people there. Um, it it makes makes it much more enjoyable and not just the same old same old not that i don't love my staff because i do they're right they're awesome we do have very good staff um but yeah whatever we can do to to make real blanco county as a whole and i think we touched on that a lot but you know it's not them versus us or east versus west or meeker versus rangeley it's it's we're all real blanco county and we have to remember that at the end of the day and and figure it out and we're going to be better the closer we are and the more we stand together and absolutely yeah all right but thank you so much for the opportunity i enjoyed it it's always great to see you ladies (laughs) thanks ty thanks for coming bye everyone